Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, Guru Nation, welcome back. This is a very, very special episode. So there's a backstory to this. You're probably clicking on the title. You saw Clinical Trial Manager, CTM. Definitely a lot of people. It's like an aspirational job. And we're going to get into all of that because we have Tiffany Ashton. And Clint Essentials is having an inaugural first class. So you'll see the link to that registration page underneath the show notes and on the video but tiffany approached me like maybe a few weeks ago and said hey dan i'm thinking of giving away two scholarships i think it would be cool for like you to decide from two members of guru nation and i actually had to think about this for a while you know um and then it kind of became more and more obvious to me um as I thought about it longer. So it's not just anybody. If you texted me once in your life, said, I want to be a CTM, but you've not even been a coordinator or you haven't worked in research, like the two women that I picked, they've put in their time. I personally have worked with them on different fronts. Um, Jesla Natano actually helps me do biz dev a lot for our site network. Christine Naro is our first brand ambassador for Latinos and Clinker Research. I've actually worked. I know their work ethic. I know that they're going to be CTMs if that's what they want. Mm -hmm. And so after a while, it was a no-brainer for me, Tiffany. So these are the two, Jesla Natanu, Christine Nara. We're going to formally introduce them, but I just wanted to formally introduce you, Tiffany, first. Why create, and thank you very much uh, from Guru Nation for this, why create the CTM Academy? Oh, 
there's a need out there, um, Dan, and that's just plain and simple. A lot of people um, who are in the CTM role, they either were promoted from within, so maybe a senior CRA, and, and they gave them the opportunity to become uh, a CTM, and they took the opportunity, rightfully so, uh, and they may have been promised some training or, you know, being able to shadow uh, another CTM, but then when they got in, that didn't happen, and they just gave them you know, a hundred different SOPs and they just threw them to the rules. And that is what the, the lot of the situation is currently within the CROs. Um, they need the CTMs to run the trials, but they're not providing and they don't have the time to provide the, the nurture ship and everything that is needed to go along with the CTM role. Um, and so that's what the CTM Academy is. It's beyond SOPs. We get into the practical, we get into, if the if the SOP says how do you or no if the SOP says prior to the first site activated you need to plan an investigators meeting that's the SOP it says plan an investigators meeting we go into the how to what are the actionable steps what's first how do we select a date how do we select a a location who's going to speak What's the agenda? We go into those steps and that's what is not currently provided in the job setting. They're just given the instruction and then they have to figure it out. And so we have taken, you know, over 15 years of clinical trial managers experience and bundled it into this course to give those actionable steps to those that are either in the CTM role are also looking to aspire to get into the CTM role. And so they know exactly what to do to make them successful, confident, and be able to actually manage the study like the sponsor and CRO would want them to, but with actual education. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for that. And I've always been curious, like how they select the location for the investigator meeting. Because one time we had a meeting in a room, like way back in the day, this was 06, and I missed out on it, but usually they're just in Dallas airport. Yeah, yeah it depends on the location of all the participating sites. Um, and so they usually try to do a central location, but sometimes they try to have a fun place as well, just to make the, the investigator meeting engaging. Another, one, another way is if there's a conference, like a therapeutic conference, per se, maybe in Rome, they may have grouped it together because a lot of the physicians were going to be in that area already. And so they could get either discounted airfare or kind of tag on the back end of a therapeutic conference in Rome at that time. So those are wow. some of the things. Yeah. Thank so you, that's, Tiffany. Yeah. That's some of the details that, you know, you may, you may or may not know. Um, and it's like lessons learned and practical tips that you could use and apply. And so when they say, Hey, let's plan an investigators meeting, you could say, is there a therapeutic conference that we could possibly piggyback on? Or, you know, if we're inviting you, E, um, no, EU, uh, investigators, we don't want to have an investigators meeting in July, August, or September because they are on vacation. So that's not going to have poor attendance. So those little things that you wouldn't know that you have the mentorship and the guidance within uh, the course, and then we actually apply it. We're going to create an investigators meeting agenda. So how would you do it? How are you going to create that investigators meeting agenda? Instead of just telling you what to do, we're going to actually apply it as well within the course. Yeah, that's free um, job interview advice mm -hmm. from Tiffany for clinical trial managers. So 
before we get into Jezla and Christine, like I was just gonna ask you, and by the way, Guru Nation, I did an entire video with Tiffany, uh, maybe more than one, on her yeah, career too. too, right? On mm-hmm. on your career, uh, what it's like, the day to day stuff. That's just like a little like snippet of like, you know, the things she will teach and the stuff you can catch from those podcasts. Um, but what, who makes a good CTM? Like, can it be anybody? Um, do you need an advanced degree? Kind of give us like a little like overview of this. Yeah. Um, so you have to be a positive individual. You have to be a leader because you're going to be leading the team and you're going to be leading 15 plus individuals and colleagues. So you have to be uh, ready for that leadership role. Um, you also have to be uh, pay attention to detail. You also have to, uh, let's see, what are some other traits? Be flexible, be a problem solver. You have to be able to think outside the box within our GCP guidelines and say, hey, well, we're having trouble enrolling. What are we going to do? Um, you have to be um, adaptive. It's You have a lot of qualities that you need to have as a CTM. And most um, CRAs have them as well as CRCs. So if you're on the CRC journey or if you're currently a CRA, you have the makings of a CTM. The, the thing about it is you haven't seen the full spectrum from study award to startup to maintenance to closeout if you're in the CRC or CRA um, roles. You may only saw, you know, P through Z, but you don't know what happened before then. And that's what a lot of people don't know when they get into that role. They're like, what is a request for proposal? What's a bid defense? What's how do we make project timelines? All of those things is what the CTM has to do and has to manage and push and implement. And that's what this training would do. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that's perfect. Perfect summary. Yeah, I remember I had to learn what an RFP was myself the hard way. And <laughs> uh and not fun. But um Jeslyn Atanu. Welcome. We've and by the way, we've interviewed both Jeslyn and Christine on the show before too. Yes. If you just search their names uh, with my name, you'll find the interview on YouTube. But Jeslyn, give us a little bit of your background, and then what it is about CTM that's like intriguing to you. And Tiffany, so, feel free to ask her question as well. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. So background-wise, I actually started off um, working as a healthcare IT consultant, and that was where I got my first exposure into clinical research. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely piqued my interest, so I started working um, as a volunteer in sites in the Houston area. If I found their name, they were getting some kind of contact from me, and they were going to let me into the door if it if that was the last thing that they did, they were letting me in the door. Mm-hmm. So um, I reached out, you know, religiously, consistently heard a lot, a whole lot of no's, mm-hmm. but um, I would fall down, cry, you know, moan about it, but then I'll get right back up and got back in the wagon. So I finally got to true to a site that allowed me to work as um, an intern. Mm-hmm. And then after about give or take a month, Actually, less than a month, they allowed me to become officially a CRC. So I did my happy dance, started working, um, and just it almost fast-tracked from there. From CRC, got into a CRE role. I've been working with Dan 
um, as a CRA with the interns, you know, just helping with biz stuff. And I do appreciate how with the SCS, they've allowed me to spread my wings as well as with the different companies that I consult with. Mm -hmm. It allows me to spread my wings to where I'm not pigeonholed mm -hmm. in one spot. So I'm not just doing strictly trials. I'm doing trials. I'm, you know, having touch points with Reg, mm -hmm. with different systems, with CDCs, ETMFs, with the different systems. So I've been able to grow to evolve wide as well as to grow upwards. So background, that's a brief yeah. <laughs> summary of how I've gotten to where I am today and still have a long road ahead of me. I'm very goal oriented. So next on the top of my list is a CTM. So Tiffany, you are the answer to my prayer, just like Dan was the answer to my prayer. You are the next answer to my prayers. So hallelujah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But yeah, great background, natural progression towards mm -hmm. the CTM role. So yes, it would, it, it would be an easy, you know, transition in. Uh, yeah. And this course will also prepare you. A lot of people when they go to interview, if they don't meet all of the job description, you know, mm -hmm. points, even if you meet 50, or even if you can tell them, hey, you know, I haven't been a CTM, but this is how I would plan an investigators meeting. This is how I would do this. This is how I would do that. And this course will give you that foundation to be able to speak like you can actually implement your task and that's all they need you know that's all they will easily give you a uh, entry level position based off of you know interviewing and your knowledge and your your positivity um as well indeed i will go ahead and testify a little to that because um over the course of my growth in clinical research i started coaching prospective clinical research professionals and those are some of the pain points that I've been able to help them address and from my perspective going through the interview processes with the different companies that I've you know applied and interviewed with for different roles mm -hmm. um, definitely that's something that needs to be taught and addressed because a lot of people trying to get into clinical research are absolutely great very intelligent people that are passionate mm -hmm. and will kill it in the industry but they can get in exactly. so just knowing the job and knowing how to interview properly those are two critical things that i'm really glad will be addressed during this training in particular mm -hmm. but yeah, this is really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, definitely. We have a whole module on career tips, resume, uh, interviewing. Also, if you want to be a CTM contractor, that's usually after you've been a CTM for a couple of years and have some experience under your belt, you can then look into being a CTM contractor as well. So we'll go into some of those details in the course. Um, and that that's something that a lot of people they would like to know, but they don't know where to find that information, but yeah. we'll go into it and kind of action steps for that. Nice. See, see Tiffany, you can see why I picked Jeselyn. By the way, <laughs> Jeselyn, I completely forgot when I was thinking about you as the candidate that you have the corporate background, like for um, recruiting, like you were yeah. doing a little bit of job recruiting as well. So mm -hmm. she can even like, I mean, she already has a skill set for selecting talent, um, which I'm assuming CTMs get involved with hiring CRAs, right? Or not so not much. Really. Project resourcing is a whole department. And especially at a CRO, they are shuffling around uh, people as as just to fill the spot. So you don't really you really have to take what you can get 
uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have a, a, a say unless there's performance issues and then you can, you know, kind of escalate that on up and get another person, but you may not be involved in actually, you know, deciding. They'll just say, here's your new person for your team. I so, got yeah. you. I got you. Unless you may be at a small sponsor company and you might have some, you know, small, there. small yeah. is the new big. See, exactly. I'm still, I'm still correct in my, in my choice of Jeslyn. All right. Thank you, Jeslyn. <laughs> and we'll ask more questions. And then Christine Naro, um, Latinos in clinical research brand ambassador. I've known Christine probably as long as I've known Jeslyn, actually. I think I met you guys both around the same time, um, mm -hmm. through YouTube and, uh, well, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Because I know it, but, you know, why don't you share your background with Guru Nation? Yes, absolutely. And um, first of all, thank you so much, Dan and Tiffany, for this opportunity. I'm very grateful um, to be part of the CTM course. Mm -hmm. So my background is I started in ophthalmology uh, through the military, and they had a clinical research department where I became a CRC. Um, and then eventually I did obtain a bachelor degree and I met Dan through Latinos in Clinical Research and started networking and I built my network up. I got on LinkedIn and started just trying to be a go-getter and talk to different CRAs or people in the industry. And eventually I applied to become a CRA and I got that job for a medical device company. Um but yes, yeah, so what intrigued me about CTM is basically just the opportunity to level up your skills, just kind of like what Tiffany said is like some of the companies, they want you to grow as an employee, but there's not a lot of opportunities for training. And I've experienced that as well. Um, and just being part of a program like this is phenomenal. And I highly recommend anybody that wants to level up to attend one of these um, programs and also just excited about taking a study from startup all the way to close out mm -hmm. and leading a team because I lead teams in the military as a non-commissioned officer. I've gone through a lot of leadership courses, but it's different. And there's always a difference between military teams and civilian teams. So that's going to be really fun is just leading or learning new skills on how to lead teams and also develop new management skills. Great. And I'm also excited to represent Latinos and women. So thank you. <laughs> Great. We'll be happy to have you. Definitely. Um, and you have some, I, I the, the one of the items that I wanted to um, touch on is the CRA experience, having that CRA experience um, in your background, becoming a CTM makes you so powerful and you you won't understand it until you are leading a team of CRAs and you have six CRAs on your team and you have weekly calls with them and you're going over issues, trends, data management, um, outstanding items, and you can really put your yourself in their shoes. They're like, I got a database lock on this study, you know, I have 10 days on site on the other study and you're like, you know what, I can actually, I can handle, let me, let me go ahead and follow up with the sites for you and give them these data manager reports. So they'll be ready for your monitoring visit. And that builds such a strong rapport because they feel like you have their back and you really support them. And so that is a really strong, um, aspect to have in your career becoming a CTM is that CRA experience because you can you really can feel for what they're we're going through 
And it makes you, you know, you think outside the box. Like sometimes I would come on in the evening one or two times a day. Uh, I mean, one or two times a week and give them the opportunity to have like office hours with me so we can go through their trip reports. Let's finalize it. I know you just got back to the room. You just got off the road from traveling. You know, like your trip reports needs to be finalized in two days. Let's get it done. And you have that kind of sympathy because you've been there and you know the struggles that CRA has had. So that's a good um, that's a good aspect to have in your background as well. So all good qualities you both have. Yeah, I needed like when I did my selection criteria, CRA, having some CRA experience is absolute mm -hmm. must. Like if mm -hmm. I didn't consider if they didn't and both do, mm -hmm. you know, um, as of the last two years, I think for for both. So awesome. So uh, anything you wanted to ask uh, 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 to either Jeslin or Christine, Tiffany, you're the co co-host today. This is going to be the easiest interview I've ever done. <laughs> Let's see. Um, okay. Are there any parts of the CTM role that make you nervous from what you've heard about it? Like, is there anything that you're like, anything that's kind of stands out? For me, it's going to be timelines because we all know that we struggle with things like recruitment and funding and things like that. And so um, just try my best to meet timelines. I'm all about that, especially because that you know, time is money in research, really, that's what it boils down to. And so it makes me nervous. But at the same time, I, I think that it's something that I can do. Yeah, definitely. That's a big one. Yes, you hit it. Because all of the first patient in first patient dose first, um, you know, first site initiated, those are all based on timelines. And then they're usually tied to sponsor goals, like, for uh, 2022, we wanted to have the first patient activate, I mean, first site activated in this study in the fourth quarter. And so the sponsor is like pushing and driving along with all of the activities that you're having to do. And that's one of the biggest uh, factors and biggest things that CTMs need to keep an eye on is the timelines. You need to like reference those almost on a daily basis to make sure that you're like okay something's yeah. approaching let me start working backwards let's get that um going and then also risk mitigation not mm -hmm. sure if you heard of that before but risk mitigation okay i know i'm not going to meet that timeline we got to break it to the sponsor what are we going to do you know like how can we either mitigate this risk or come up with the next best solution so those are some good that's a it's a it's a good thing to kind of keep uh, on your radar and be aware of Christine. So you're on the right track there. Thank you. And you actually addressed what I was going to raise up with the whole risk mitigation is just learning how to establish and handle that. Um, definitely time is money. I know with clinical research is such um, a costly industry mm -hmm. and you don't want to mess with the money and definitely patient safety and data needs to be accurately, you know, gotten in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. So that whole risk factor is how to balance that, knowing all of the different constraints. So you yeah. reached where I was about to go. <laughs> yeah. And the risk, you know, um, in study startup, you usually try to outline as many risks as you can. So mm -hmm. for instance, if you are working on eight countries, you may not have all eight countries. A risk is you may not have all eight countries up even by June of next year. So what would be the mitigation? Because we're bringing up a, a country so we can get patients in that 
particular country. But maybe we have two additional backup sites in the US that if we can't get Belgium up in time, we just bring on two additional sites in the US so they could fill that patient void that Belgium would have been providing. So it's, it's trying to be proactive, but to a certain extent, you have to just wait until some situations just come up and you're like, oh, I gotta figure it out now because we weren't proactive on that one. But it was something that you, like COVID, that was that was a risk yeah. that a lot of, I can tell you everybody didn't, they did not have that in their kind of their outlook. And so then they had to make some some adjustments and some plans based off of that new risk that came up. So these are these are things that we'll go over in the course and, and get into detail. And you know, it's not about catching the fish for you is going to be about teaching you how to fish as well. So when we're doing some of the practicum activities, it's saying, you know, what are three more risks that you would consider in this situation? And then we'll, we'll discuss as a group and you may get a, an additional risk that you didn't identify from one of your fellow, you know, CTM course attendees as well. So we're going to be working together. And at the end of the day, you're going to work, you're going to walk away with a workbook and actual usable materials that you can take into your job that, oh, I need to create a kickoff meeting agenda. I got a reference that, you know, from my course that I can go back, yeah, and then, you know, get, oh, I need to think about risk um, of having multiple countries. Oh, we did an activity on that, you know, here's that. So these are, it's more than just learning, it's applying it, and then it's being in a safe space where you can ask your questions and get answers or kind of guidance too. That's the only way these days. That's like the new way to have courses. Um, mm -hmm. Much more valuable than university. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. not going to learn this stuff. There's no place else to learn it. And Tiffany, you're like the one of the only people who could have taught it. So mm -hmm. congrats to you. I always had a question before we get into questions for Christine. Mm -hmm. uh, who does a CTM report to? Because I've always worked for small CROs, small sponsors. So like... I guess I was the role of CTM without realizing it at some points. Um, I reported to the sponsor, but who does a CTM like in a traditional CRO report to? So there's, there's two tracks. There's the CTM line manager who's in charge of your career. Like if you say, hey, I want to go to the uh, project director, they would help steer you that way. Review timesheets, you know, make sure you stay on your SOPs. But within a project, you would either report to the project manager or maybe even the project director, and you work very closely with them um, there. And then, you know, your client is the sponsor. So if you're at a CRO, you, you know, your sponsor says jump, you got to say how high. And, you know, that's a part of the, that's a part of managing the sponsor as well as all of the things that you know you need to do that you know it's a balancing act and a lot of times we don't have time for the learning curve we need to know what we need to do because time is money and the study is behind and we got to get going there and then a follow i've always wondered and a follow-up at a traditional cro mm -hmm. for ctm who reports to you like all the stake who's the stakeholder that report to you directly it depends so Every company is different, is structured different. Usually the CTM, we don't have any um, personnel that literally reports to us, but we work very closely with. So we work really closely with the clinical trial assistant. 
the CRAs, um, and then all of the other departments, data management, biostatistics, the medical monitor. So we all work together. There hasn't been, let me see, there hasn't been a company that wasn't a small sponsor that, you know, someone works right under me. But usually in the traditional sense, we just work with the various departments. And then if we needed to escalate to like if I needed to escalate a CRA, I would talk to their line manager, the CRA line manager to discuss, you know, any performance issues. All right, perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one curious about this. A lot of site owners watching too, they're curious also. Um, yes. By the way, well, I was going to ask, can a site owner, would a site owner make a good CTM? Yeah, they would. Um, I definitely think that they could. You have to look at the job description to see if they're hitting the marks on the job description and if they feel like they could go into that role. But you know what? I did recently worked with somebody. She was the site manager and she did went to she did go into the CTM role. So yeah, CTM okay. one. So yeah, there you go. yeah, and but it's about those transferable skills identified in the job description. So you have to have those kind of hitting those skills um, there. Yeah, site director, I can see site owner. I'm not sure, but there, if you're like a small business owner, there's ways you can hide it. Because I know employers, from my understanding, they don't typically like to hire entrepreneurs because the risk is that they're going to get an idea and go do something else. Um, so there's ways to like, I've gotten jobs, contract jobs as a site owner. And I was able to just put like site director instead of site mm -hmm. owner. You, mm -hmm. You're not going to put that on your resume. So if you're in that situation, guys, and you're watching and you're interested, because yeah. there are a lot of you, Tiffany's course will help. Um, mm -hmm. All right, Christine, what are you most looking forward to as a CTM, do you think? <laughs> well, you know, I'm just excited about taking medical innovation to the next level and that's all clinical research is about so that's what i'm excited about whether it be oncology ophthalmology you know you name it the specialty um i'm just really excited about being able to lead teams and meet these marks to get these new medical devices and medical treatments out there to help just everybody in the world you know globally Well, I like that answer. Tiffany, any more questions for Christine? Let me see. Um, I think we... Let me see. Da, 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 da. Oh, Is yeah. There... Go, ahead, oh, go ahead. I got go another ahead. one, too. Okay, you go first. I got one. I'm, I'm formulating here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's for Christine, but uh, what... What do you think will be more challenging for you? I know it's hard to say because you haven't really been a CTM. You may not know everything they do, but you've worked. I'm assuming you've worked with some as a CRA. So what is like something that you feel you need to work on that you already know it's going to be something you're going to need to work on? Well, I definitely enjoy working um, you know, on my own with little supervision, but the you know the counter to that is sometimes you don't have time to reach out to your boss in those like situations where you need to send an answer like right now and so to me I think also just 
getting to know your boss is like another big part of being CTM because you got to kind of think what what would they do, right? Especially if they're not available to help you out in that second. And so the responsibility is on your shoulders and just kind of building skills to make those kinds of decisions at the higher level, probably more of a strategic level than operational level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you uh, you hit it on, on the head there. As a CTM, when you're usually the only one, um, you know, on this trial, unless it's a really big trial, your person, your go-to would be potentially your project manager if there's one assigned or it would be your sp- your sponsor liaison, like the, your sponsor counterpart, so like the CTM at the sponsor. But what you want to do is, as a part of the CTM, you want to try to exhaust all options as you can before you go over there, because then they'll open the protocols. Like, oh, it's on page three. And you're like, ah, oh, thanks. You know, I could <laughs> I could have figured that out. So you know, unless it's time sensitive. But one of the really good things that you build um, as a CTM on a project is a FAQ. Uh, that uh, all of the team members can kind of pull from for the recurrent questions and everything like that. That's something that your CRAs can pull from, you can pull from. And as you have questions, you usually send those to like, if they're medically related to your medical monitor, and then they can help populate those questions. And that really saves some time and a crunch because most questions that you will receive that will kind of get you stumped will be the protocol medically related ones. Um, And then the other ones, the operational ones, it's you have to be able to use kind of what you know in GCP and and sometimes you have to be flexible, think outside the box. It's not gonna be nice and pretty, but if it gets the job done and it stays within guidelines, it's like, it it has to get done. (laughs) So yeah, so yeah, being that, being flexible and and getting that skill set that's really good as a CTM as well. And that FAQ, that's gonna help you. Nice, thank you. (laughs) So Jaslyn, Christine, any questions for Tiffany um, as we wrap up here? I'd like to know uh, how many CTMs have graduated from your program? Yeah, so I have been working prior to this with a lot of CTMs um, one-on-one. And so I've worked with over 10 CTMs uh, one-on-one on the various um, steps and kind of this process. But outside of that, we have career services uh, within Clint Essentials that we have additionally we work with those that may just have drop-in questions. And that's been over a hundred plus people that have come through with just drop-in questions. Hey, I'm interviewing. You have any tips for interviewing? Hey, I need to update my resume. So we have a lot of collective experience as well as, you know, my experience almost 20 years now in the industry in the various, uh, the various roles from CRC all the way up to CTM and even project management. So um, it's really exciting that we were able to, the group um, at Clint Essentials bring all of our uh, experience collectively and really put together the course that's going to allow everyone to kind of really get that guidance from study startup all the way through closeout that they would need. So I have a question for um, those who are relatively new to clinical research. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you like to share with them about CTM role and if and when they can come to your program to get that CTM training? What time point and what would they need to in order to do so? It's a good question. 
we this course is for um, either those that are currently in clinical research one to two years and are coming from another role like a study coordinator or even a CRA. CRA is an easier transition than a study coordinator, but it can still happen. Um, you also, if you're in the role or even um, brand new considering it or even in the interview stage. So you can be at all levels and kind of in your career, but you do need to have one to two years because we wanna, at the end of the day, when you graduate, we don't want you to just sit there and say, oh, I've completed this course. I can't apply it. I still can't get a job. And that's what a lot of the, unfortunately, that's a lot uh, that we see. They get the certificates, but they don't have either the experience or the skill set that's going to easily transition them into the role where they don't have to, when they interview, it's very clear that they could be in the role successfully. I had another question related to that. Can you be overqualified? I, I've been getting comments like, oh, PhD, somebody today posted on my Instagram. I told I told them that PhDs or someone with a bachelor's, like you'll both start off basically in the same place because no one values your PhD at the beginning. But mm -hmm. once you get to like one or two years of experience, that's when you start seeing a little bit of separation. Like it may be easier as a PhD to advance or like a master's degree, but let's, let's specifically go PhD. And then I got some comments saying, yes, I agree. And a few saying, no, you know what? PhDs get overlooked because uh, they're scared. The employer is scared that they're going to leave, that they're overqualified. Do you have anything to say about this? I think it's all about your interview and how you present yourself. I mean, you can have a PhD and be a CTM, no problem. I don't think you would be overqualified because you may get in there. And if you have never did startup, you're right in the trenches with everyone else. Even though you have a PhD, it's about that experience. And so the degree, the PhD, that's good, but you have to get the experience. Now, when you have four or five years uh, under your belt as a CTM and you have a PhD, you can possibly branch out into contracting if that's something that you want to do or look at your ultimate goal and go up a level, go to project director. Um, but I really think it's about how you uh, express yourself in the interview. If you let them know, hey, I'm here to learn. I'm, you know, I'm looking for my next job home. I, I you know, I want to be in the CTM role for the next five years. There wouldn't be any reason that they would say, oh, well, you have a PhD, you're overqualified. Um, it depends on how you interview, though. If you're coming in saying something different, then they can say, well, you know, this person may not be a good fit because they're looking to go, you know, project director within the next two years. Yeah, good answer. I mean, I noticed like from a lot of people that use the excuse that they're overqualified, that they didn't get the job, that they're not looking in the mirror mm -hmm. oftentimes hard enough because mm -hmm. like yeah that does happen but it's not as common from my experiences it's usually something else going on there mm -hmm. yeah i do I, it's either the resume it's their interview style it's how they come across when you interview you have to be positive upbeat you have to be someone that they're like yeah we want you on the team not like eh, i don't know uh about that one you know so you have to it's there's a lot of little techniques that you can use uh in to really get your point across and what your goals will be and even if you say hey i'm looking to only be in this role for three years as a cra or something like that you know 
jobs can respect that because you're letting them know, but you're here for the three years that I am here, I'm going to give you all I have. So, you know, it's, it's just really about your, some interview techniques that you can use as well. There you go. Well, I know Jeslyn and Christine, um, will do great. will be great candidates for you. That's why I picked them. Jeslyn, um, I've, I've met Jeslyn in person, Christine, I haven't met you in person yet, but <laughs> I feel like we know each other. Um, nonetheless and i know these girls are go-getters like they they'll make you proud uh tiffany and they'll be good case studies for your first graduating class yeah all right well sounds good well i look forward to it and you know thank you for the opportunity um to even provide a couple scholarships for um you know your guru nation thank you so much and then for those like you have a class coming up but do you have a plan for like because someone they might be watching this two years from now. Like, mm -hmm. do you have a plan every quarter? Um, should I just put your LinkedIn underneath or just the registration for the CTM Academy? Because these videos last a long. I'll get comments like 10 years from now. <laughs> I know. So you you can put both. You can put the um, our LinkedIn and then you can also put the uh, CTM course website because right now we are doing, so the course is 28 days. They're going to be four two-hour live sessions on Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then the rest of the course is going to be self-paced. So the um, attendees will be able to go self-paced through the modules, and then we get together and go through the practical and answer the questions. And then they also have a, a live Q&A with me on Fridays for an hour as well. So they have a lot of opportunities to um, get the answers that they need and after this first live course um, we will be doing the live courses uh, once a quarter and then we do plan to do a full fully self-paced course as well where they don't even have to wait they can just go in and and grab it whenever they need okay, and they perfect. get lifetime access as well so yeah that, lifetime access is great thank you um well so the links underneath no matter when you're watching it could be appropriate for you. Just contact Tiffany. It's the best way to go about it. But thank you again, Tiffany. It's so nice yeah. of you to give back. And I'm happy I could find two excellent candidates. I know for a fact, like if these girls want to be CTM, they'll be CTM. Exactly. Only thing stopping them is themselves. So thank you, Jeslyn and Christine. Really appreciate it, guys, and everybody for watching. Indeed. Thank you, Dan and Tiffany. You both are godsend to clinical research, and I do mean that. So thank you both. No Thank you. <laughs> All right. We look forward to training with you. Um, the, that class uh, starts on September 22nd with the first live, and we're going to go through the first module during that one. And then, um, you know, it's self-paced from there, but we'll be meeting weekly. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, working with you and kind of mentoring you through that CTM role. Thank you all. Follow-up interviews, definitely either group mm -hmm. or one-on-one -on -one or a combo of all that. So everybody stay yeah. tuned, like, subscribe, mm -hmm. comment, share. Bye-bye.